0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Road to Indie Insider Podcast. My name is Rob Howden. We're talking mid-Ohio. Fantastic racetrack uh, that uh, racers will tell you they love to come to. Flowing track, natural terrain surface, lots of different layout, you know, layout aspects. There's the carousel, some long straightaways. A really tough track. Not only because it's tough to get around here quickly, but it's also very tough to pass on. There's only a couple of really good opportunities. Qualifying is going to be unbelievably important. But as we head into this weekend with the Mazda Road Indy presented by Cooper Tires, this preview podcast is going to talk a lot about where we are in terms of the schedule. We'll talk a little bit about what's happening in the championship because this race weekend always pivotal when we talk about who's going to be the guys battling for the title when we get to Portland International Raceway, the season finale this year on Labor Day weekend. It's a triple header for USF 2000, double header for ProMazda and Indy Lights. ProMazda and Indy Lights, of course, have that other race still to go. USF 2000 leave mid-Ohio and go straight to Portland for the double header finale. Both ProMazda and Indy Lights heading to Gateway Motorsports Park for their final oval race of the 2018 season. But this race is always pivotal. Things come to, you know, we go through Toronto, Iowa, Road America, all these races to kind of set up. For this stretch run to the uh, you know to the championship, and this track is just so tough, you have to come out of the box strong. You have to be good. There was they tested last week, two days of testing last week, uh, full promoter test day today here on Thursday as we get set to go for the Friday, Saturday, Sunday event here at Mid Ohio. This is going to be tough, and the drivers all come in ready to go though. They've had lots of time on the racetrack. Qualifying well will be incredibly crucial. Now, as we go through quickly through the uh, the three categories of the Mazda Road Dandy presented by Cooper Tires, we'll talk also about some new drivers coming in. That's another big thing about mid-Ohio and really kind of these mid-section races. Toronto, as we know, we just left Toronto a couple of weeks ago. Uh, tough racetrack, peril around every corner. There were a number of drivers who didn't go to Toronto just because it's so easy to have that that off, that big off, an expensive wreck. Um, you know, you make a mistake, there's no runoff, concrete walls everywhere. It can be an expensive damage. So, uh, you know, you can really work through your your crash damage deposit. Uh, that said, if you're going to race in the road, Dandy, if you're trying to get to the Verizon IndyCar series, you got to run the road courses. You have to get proficient at them because you're training yourself to move to IndyCar. But then, because of that, there are some drivers new. First year, hey, you know what? We're not going to do the ovals. We're not going to do Toronto Road Course. We're going to focus more on getting our drivers comfortable. And there's a couple we'll talk about in USF 2000 doing exactly that. But also we go into the second half of the season. So the reason why we're seeing some new drivers is because guys and girls are saying, hey, you know what? I'm going to test the waters. I may be driving F-1600 or F-4, or I may be a driver from the Euro Formula Open Series in Europe, uh, in Spain. I want to come over and test the waters here. Good time to do it. I can run mid-Ohio. Again, an open racetrack, no walls. Well, there's walls, but it'll take you a while to get there. But a safer circuit in terms of getting here, getting a feel for it, and saying, hey, you know what? We may be back for 2019. There's drivers we'll talk about there as well. But again, going into this event, uh, I absolutely love this racetrack. I've had a chance to drive on it a couple times myself in a 125cc shifter cart. The uh, the World Karting Association comes to the uh, to road courses like this. I was able to come to one of their events back. in, I think two thousand and two. Uh, awesome racetrack and a shifter. I've driven Formula First. I've driven Formula V here at Mid Ohio. I love this racetrack. Just over about two and a quarter miles, two point two five eight, the exact distance. Thirteen different corners, and as I said, you've got a lot of off camber corners. Turn one, uh, turn one, fast left hander. Turn two, that off camber keyhole. The big run down the back straightaway through three and over to four, hard-breaking downhill, back uphill. It's the elevation changes here I love as well. Over Madness, through Thunder Valley, climb back up the hill and off camber. Not so much off camber, definitely blind, left-hand kind of kink heading into the carousel. This racetrack has it all, and I think that it's a great challenge for the young drivers as they come in. So let's jump right now into – USF 2000. I think there's it's a pretty cool deal. Let's set first up the championship. Kyle Kirkwood coming in, the young Florida driver with Cape Motorsports, a lock on the championship. I don't it's not official, but I believe 34 points is what he needs to do to secure the championship. You know, 33 is the most you can win qualifying on the pole, winning the race, fast lap of the race and most laps led. So he could essentially uh, get out of here in race number 2 if he sweeps the first race. He's going to clinch in race number two. It's pretty much guaranteed that Kyle's going to get the clinch here this weekend. He's just had that great of a campaign here in 2018. He leads by a ton over, uh, over Kalen Frederick from Pabst Racing. Igor Fraga, uh, one of the other really impressive rookies for exclusive autosport, coming off a great podium finish in Toronto. He's P3. He's only three, point, or three points behind Frederick. Only four points behind him is Rasmuth Lint. So the final positions in the top three in the points, and who's going to be the runner-up? You know, it's still definitely a toss-up. Frederick, second-year driver, of the Rookie, Rasmith the Rookie, couple drivers from from Paps Racing, and the exclusive Auto Sports team uh, once again coming to the forefront in USF 2000. That's kind of the points deal here in USF. Kirkwood just coming in to secure the championship. But we're previewing this weekend, so let's talk a little bit about some of the cool things. 24 cars in total set to go here in the Cooper Tires USF 2000 championship powered by Mazda. Uh, let's look at drivers returning who we've seen earlier this year. Sabre Cook and Michael D'Orlando back with Bennick. They took the oval off. They took a couple of races off. Uh, they had a really good test here last week. So they're coming back. Didn't run Toronto. Uh, Orlando was right up there in the top 10, top 5 at one point, I believe, in the testing time. So he's going to come in with a lot of momentum. As will Sabre Cook. She had a really strong test. She's just getting more and more comfortable. Uh, a couple of new sponsors for Sabre Cook as well. Uh, with Alpine Bank coming on board. So cool to see Sabre kind of getting some momentum. Uh, The young lady at Grand Junction, Colorado, uh, ready to get at it here this weekend. We're also going to see the return of David Osborne from Cincinnati, Ohio, kind of his home track. Uh, David Rain in the F-1600 Championship Series, so he's got some experience at Mid-Ohio. Good to see him back to try to have another battle here with Newman Walks Racing. Uh, We hope to see him pick up some speed and work his way into potentially the top 10. Uh, Other drivers back, Jacob Abel. Uh, We saw that family team, Abel Motorsports, the driver out of uh, Louisville, Kentucky, uh, making his debut at uh, at Road America. Tenth was his best result uh, at at Road America. But here's a young driver with F4 experience looking to potentially come full-time into USF 2000 next year. We'd love to see him here. I'm going to say it's a family team, one car, but potentially maybe two cars. Uh, next year if they do decide to go full-time with it. uh, Jacob Abel, I believe, Shelby Blackstock, his driver coach. So, uh, of course, Shelby's got lots of experience in all three levels of the Mazda Road to Indy. Uh, who else have we got coming in? I haven't mentioned it. Oh, James Raven, the Englishman, uh, who ran in the very start of the year in Pro Mazda, had a one-off with DeForce Racing, He's back. He finished 10th as his best result at St. Petersburg. He's back for another run here. He's going to run USF 2000 in the number seven machine. So it's exciting to see James uh, Raven back. So again, 24 drivers in total. One additional driver to talk about. And I've already chatted with him because i got to work on getting his name right. <laughs> born in, or, yeah, born in Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. Lives in New York right now. It's Yuvan Sundaramurthy. Um, here's a young driver who... I uh, got into Rotax karting, did a bunch of Rotax karting as a kid. Decided, hey, we're going to go car racing. Jumped into the F sixteen hundred Championship Series and followed, you know, followed the road trip that I always say: two years, first year learn, second year win. His second year now in the F sixteen hundred Championship Series, running with uh, Chris Kaiser at Cahill Motorsports, two wins already this year. He's third in points in F sixteen hundred. One of his wins, his most recent win, coming just, uh, I want to say, about three weeks ago here at Mid-Ohio. So, Sundar Muthi is, I I think, a guy that we're going to have to watch for. He's with exclusive autosport. We know they've got great cars. Igor Fraga has looked very strong. Daniel Frost coming off a really good weekend in Toronto as well. He's going to come in as a rookie. Hopefully, he stays focused on the right expectations and says, hey, you know, I just need to learn this racetrack. I need to, because, again, they're thinking about next year. I talked to Youvin's father, and the focus on them is they're going to come in to sample this USF 2000, get a feel for it, uh, give them a chance to go out and drive and and, and get used to the car. You know, and talking to Yuvan too, one of the big transitions between F1600 and USF 2000, a little bit on the downforce, of course. We don't have as much downforce in this new USF 17 as we had uh, back in 2016, but it's more about, I I think, getting used to the brakes a little bit, and getting used to having to get on the throttle a lot earlier. Just the way you have to drive these cars. I think you coast a little more in U.S. in, in F1600. You, you let the car roll to center, uh, where here you get that thing planted and get back on the throttle. That's going to take a little uh, a bit of learning for Sundar or Moody. Uh, um, again, I'll keep working on the last name. He's working with me on it. We've got the phonetics going. Uh, I'll have it all dialed in uh, before the end of the weekend. So, again, just a quick preview for USF 2000, 24 cars. I still say I think we're going to see 30 next year. There's so much interest coming from the F4 uh, drivers looking to graduate out of that program. We've talked about already the fact that Jay Howard uh, and his motorsports development program are coming over with two cars, potentially more. Um, I'm I'm excited about what we're going to see in USF 2000. But, again, to see a couple of drivers come in here uh, to to kind of sample the waters uh, at mid-Ohio. I look forward to a really good weekend. And a triple header for Sundar He gets a chance to get three races under his belt here this weekend. Same goes for Sabre Cook, for Michael D. Orlando, for Jacob Abel. Lots of time on the racetrack. Uh, but again, just to stop and, and cap it off, who do we look to step up? Kyle Kirkwood's going to go in guns a-blazing. He wants to win this championship. He wants to put the hammer down. He get three victories. For him now, it's all about making that statement. Making the impact, right? He wants to win the remaining five races of the year, so turns everybody's heads in the motorsports world. Already a kid that was one of the top kart racers in North America for many years, won the F4 championship last year, comes here with Cape Motorsports, is now all but secure the championship in USF 2000 to get that scholarship to go to Pro Mazda. He's going to be looking to drop the hammer. I like Dakota Dickerson here as well. He was strong here, won one of the F4 races here uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, really starting to dial things in with John Walco at Arms Up Motorsports. I talked to John; he loves Dakota. He just he says this kid gets it. His feedback is incredible. He loves his off-track uh, work ethic as well. Um, the Arms Up guys really happy to have a chance to work with Dakota Dickerson. And You know that anytime you make that kind of impression, things could be good moving forward. Uh, I also expect the PAPS racing guys to step up. I've said this from the very beginning of the year. Rasmussen, a guy I think that's going to score a race win. Kalen Frederick, still looking for his first r- uh, race victory. Igor Fraga is as well. And I think Igor, coming off that great run in Toronto where he led for so long, got passed by Kyle Kirkwood, took the lead back from Kyle, and then ended up finishing second. Um, I think it's impressive there as well. And Darren Keene's the other driver. I think Darren's uh, ready for a breakout race. He's had a rough season so far. Uh, I think Darren Keene, now that he's been working with John Hayes for a couple of races, the new engineer at Newman Walks Racing, uh, I expect Keene to come out and be and be pretty strong here as well. Well, that's my, uh, that's thing, getting things started with with uh, USF 2000. 12 minutes in. We're pretty good. I want to try to see if I can knock this thing down for 30 minutes. I want to make it perfect for you guys uh, on your morning commute, or maybe rolling into the racetrack in the morning, or just you downloaded it to your, to phone, to your phone. I hope you've uh, signed up for us on iTunes so that you can get all the podcasts when they do come out. Uh, just a great opportunity to kind of get a little more insight before you, you enjoy the weekend here at Mid-Ohio. All right, into ProMazda, uh, the program presented by Cooper Tires. 16 drivers set to go here this weekend, and we got a bunch of new drivers here as well. To be honest, we've got the four new drivers set to go. We've had some issues as you, if you followed the road, Dandy, you follow Pro Mazda. We've had some wrecks. There was a pretty rough one for Harrison Scott uh, for RP Motorsports Racing in Toronto. Uh, there's been guys that have wrecked. We've seen new guys come in. Raul Guzman breaking his car in half, splitting the rear gear, the gearbox off from the engine. That wreck in turn number 11 coming onto the front straightaway. Uh, RP Motorsports Racing with two brand new drivers coming in. Uh, Felipe Drugovic from Brazil dominating the Euro Formula Open Series in Spain, just like Harrison Scott did last year. Djurgovic actually runs for RP Motorsport Racing in Europe in Euro Formula, so it was kind of a no-brainer to bring him over. Harrison's going to sit on the sidelines for this one. Felipe's going to come in and and get a feel for this uh, Mazda Road to Indy. Uh, He may be a dark horse this weekend. He may surprise people. We saw Harrison come out of the box very quickly with a team that was learning from the get-go, we fasted, of course, at uh, at St. Petersburg. They were able to win in the wet at Barber Motorsports Park. They won on the road course at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. This team now has a better feel for the car than they did when they first started. Drugovich is going to come over here seamless with the same team. Um, let's see what happens. Mid-Ohio is a flowing natural terrain road course, more similar to, I think, what he may have, has, have run before. Uh, he's got a lot of uh, MRF experience in India. He's done Italian f four, a lot of experience for Jergovic. I don't think he's going to be behind the eight ball for very long. We'll also see. Actually, let, let's stay with with RP Motorsports. Kind of a graduate, an interesting graduation. Last year in F Four, Mateus Solar Obel, the young sixteen year old driver out of Bogota, Colombia, lives in Atlanta. Uh, they're you know they have their own team. They're a solo racing team. It's a family squad. They've got an engineer. You know, small trailer. Uh, his best finish so far this year in seven starts, 11th at Road America. He's going to jump up and test the waters here in Pro Mazda. He's going to run uh, with RP Motorsports Racing as well. I think it's an interesting deal to give him some seat time. I think maybe USF 2000 staying with it might have been better, but, you know, he wants to sample that car and get a feel for it, see what they want to do for 2019. Uh, so Mateo Solorobo will be behind the wheel of the number 27, where we've seen uh, Lodovico Lorini and Raoul Guzman uh, drive so far this year. We'll also see this particular weekend the return of Moises Delavera, driver out of Guadalajara, Mexico, who lives in San Antonio, Texas. He's back with D Force Racing, where he ran a USF 2000 for the last year and a half. Uh, been a year since we've had him here in the program. He won the F4 NACAM Championship down in Mexico. Uh, good run down there. He'll return to the Mazda Road Indy, but in pro Mazda course all his experience coming in usf 2000 de La vera in the pro mazda for d-force racing here this weekend last but not least uh, a new driver with d-force as well as antoine uh, antoine Camo, a, uh, a rookie driver lives in joliet illinois right near the uh, audubon country club do a little research on on antoine and seeing what he's got in terms of experience uh, spec miata Runs in the Radical Cup. He's got he's ran a bunch of Formula Mazda racing, everything essentially at Autobahn, and he's got a lot of race wins and all the programs he's done. He's done there a lot of experience at Autobahn. How's it going to transition into this jump up into the Pro Mazda? I think it'll be a steep learning curve for him. Hopefully, they have the right uh, have him set up with the right expectations on what's going to happen. He just needs to find speed. He needs to get a good feel for this open wheel car. He's run the Formula Mazda, but this is a different race car. This is the PM18. I think we all know just how much of a badass machine this thing is. Blowing track records out of the books wherever we go. You know, qualifying record at mid-Ohio belongs to Nico Jamin from two years ago. Uh, a 118.13. We're going to blow that out of the water here this weekend. Um, four new drivers set to go. Camo, uh, Solar Obal, Delevara, and Dragovich. all jumping into the program. We got to actually right now jump in, though, to talk about the the, the championship because this one's tight. This is going to be an exciting run Uh, right now, coming in with the issues he had in Toronto. Parker Thompson holding on to a seven point lead over Renus VK. Parker Thompson, of course, running for exclusive autosport. Renus VK for Hunkos Racing. There is a drop. So we had a brand new car this year. We had a brand new engine this year. There were some issues, some teething pains. So to not hamstring anybody that may have had technical troubles, they've instituted one drop. So if you had a technical issue, you're going to be able to drop that race. If we drop the race of both Thompson and VK, their worst finish, it's a one-point lead now for Parker Thompson. So for all intents and purposes, Parker comes in with a one-point lead, and we've got five races to go. Double header here in mid-Ohio, single oval race at Gateway, double header at Portland. This championship, definitely wide open. Carlos Cunha still on the hunt. David Maluka still on the hunt. Oliver Askew still on the hunt. Harrison Scott not running this weekend. So that's it. Five drivers still with an outside shot at it. Oliver Askew and David Maluka's quite a ways back right now. Maluka's 65 points back. And uh, I believe uh, Askew 68 points back of Parker Thompson. So we're starting to whittle things down to who really is in the championship battle. But uh, this is going to be a good fight between two drivers who scrapped it out last year behind Oliver Askew, Parker Thompson, and Renus VK. It's uh, it's going to be a good scrap in this category, no doubt about it. But again, 16 drivers scheduled to go, I believe, here uh, this weekend. We'll see if we indeed get all 16 on track. Uh, otherwise, uh, again, I look for some guys to step up. Um, Oliver Askew could be good here. I only say that uh, because Cape Motorsports, they've struggled a little bit with the pm team. There's no doubt. They made some adjustments. They took a different approach to the weekend. And both Oliver Askew and Nikita Lestoshkin were pretty strong in Toronto. So if they've got a better grasp of this car at all, they come to a track where they've really done pretty well. Nico Jamin was able to get a couple of race wins for them here uh, when he ran in the Pro Mazda category. Uh, last year, of course, Anthony Martin was good here as well, a couple of victories. So this track and the way they're getting a feel for the PM18 may set up Oliver, ask you to have a pretty good weekend. Parker Thompson likes this track. He's won here before. Renus VK was really good as well. Uh, I think this kind of plays to what could be just some tremendous racing in this category. All right, that's it for Pro Mazda. We're rolling through this mid-Ohio preview. 20 and a half minutes. I like that. Right on it. Let's jump in now, of course, to Indy Lights. Let's cap off this preview. I guess I'm looking forward to getting things going here this weekend. I do want to remind people Two things, subscribe to the Road to Indy Insider po- Podcast on iTunes and make sure you download the Mazda Road to Indy TV app if you haven't already done that. You can watch all the races live, video, all of our play-by-play, all the Mazda Road to Indy TV episodes, or if you're on your desktop or your laptop, Road roadtoindy.tv. Go to their race control, live timing, the full video. They actually have extra elements that they've added as well with a ticker of the whole deal. Roadtoindy.tv, best place. Uh, to watch our events uh, if you're not here trackside. Moving to Indy Lights. Seven drivers in the field, same guys we've had for the uh the pretty much the entire season. A couple extra drivers have run, but these seven drivers essentially have been battling it out. So many crazy storylines. We talk about, you know, Colton Herta coming out of the box from last year, wanting to eliminate the errors that he made. In his Indy Lights debut, won some races, but got into the wall a couple times as well, too. That his focus was, I got the speed. I'm going to minimize the mistakes this year. And for the most part, he's actually done that. you got to give him a, uh, give him the props on that. Uh, he comes in 18 points behind uh, Pato O'War because of the trouble in Toronto. You know, we saw him get into the wall at St. Petersburg. He gets into the wall at the end of qualifying, turn eight into the tires uh, in Toronto for qualifying. Race one with, a, a, as we found out, essentially a a, a broken bone in his thumb, a non-displaced fracture. Uh, He couldn't grip the steering wheel very well. Hard over the curbing in turn five, that left-hander in Toronto ends up going into the wall when the steering wheel jerks out of his hand. There's a DNF there. Runs a couple of laps in uh, in the race on on uh, on Sunday just to get, gain the points. He came in with a pretty solid lead after an amazing run through the month of May, winning the Freedom One Hundred, and then turns around and now finds himself as a, at a deficit coming into Mid Ohio. Uh, they expect that the hand's pretty much healed. I'm sure they've been able to do some stuff to get him dialed in. Uh, but where's the confidence on that hand? Is he going to feel really good about it? Is he going to be you know is he going to be cautious at all? Heard of that's one of the stories, of course. Pato Award sees his teammate come through May and be the rock star. Well, we go to Iowa, and Patricio Award steps up, and boom. He is going for the race, win, dominates the weekend. Comes to Toronto, and in kind of the wake of what happened to Colton, he takes a deep breath, wins race number one, finishes second in race number two to Rutia to give him that point lead. And for Pato to show that poise, not to overdrive the car on Sunday, not to put it in the wall trying to get by Santi, but to realize a second-place position gives me a pretty nice little gap going forward, uh, I'll tell you, that's, that's pretty solid. Santiago Yarutia back by 40 points. And I don't know who was in you – know, they could have been in, in uh, Patricio's ear during the race, but I'm sure he sat down before and said, this is all we need. Colton's going to pull off. We know that. We know he's not going to finish. All you need to do is get a good finish. And he goes out and performs and gets P2. I love the storyline of Patricia Award kind of developing. You know, I, we, we know that he's poured a seat at Harding Racing. Will he get a chance to drive for the team before the end of the year? I don't know. Uh, he tells me that he's hoping to potentially test, at least test with them this year. Uh, Connor Daly back in the car again this weekend uh, at Mid-Ohio. I expect we're going to see new drivers in these cars before the end of the season for for Mike Harding's crew. Uh, but Patricia a story. He's getting a lot of interest right now from what he's doing on the racetrack. Those are two drivers, of course, in the primary title hunt. I mentioned the Ruti already, Santi Ruti, driver out of Uruguay for Bellardi Auto Racing. This is where it gets, I think it gets really interesting because we get a five race run to the end. We've got two races at Mid-Ohio, Gateway, doubleheader at Portland. Satya Ruti has results here. I think he's won three of the last four Indy Lights races here, and I think he's been on the podium for the last six straight races or something like that here, even going back to his debut in Pro Mazda when he won the championship uh, in 2015. Here's a guy that loves mid-Ohio. Ballardi's always been good here. He's 40 points back. Gateway, remember, 1.5 points, not just 30 points for the race win, 45. So there's an opportunity And remember, Santi won a gateway last year. And then you've got the fact that he won both races here last year as well at Mid-Ohio. If he goes on a three-race win streak, which is based on last year, not entirely out of the question. Maybe even high percentage. Maybe you'd get some good money on that. because, Or maybe you get bad money because it's an opportunity that he could easily pull. If he comes through and does a couple of race wins here at Mid-Ohio, gets that momentum, Goes to Gateway where, where he won last year. He loves the ovals. We know that, and he's able to get another win there. Man, you go to Portland, and I'm drop the gloves. Uh, it'll be a cage match for what is it? Nine hundred thousand dollars, whatever the championship is, to, to, to win the title to move to, to the uh, to the IndyCar program. It's this championship. I know from the out from the outside looks like it's Pato Award versus Colton Herta. It is not. Santiago Uruti is in this still forty points back. And with all the ability and the, the history behind him, the pedigree to be able to come into mid Ohio and sweep the weekend, a DNF by either award or hurt. And bl- it blows out things wide open. Um, there are you know obviously some of the other stories. You get a guy like Aaron T that's trying to battle his way back up into the fight. Ryan Norman's a young guy in his second year in the series. I'd love to see him come back for one more year, just like Kyle Kaiser did, because I think he's still developing Victor Franzoni. And, you know, the trouble that Victor's had with his budget, you know, it's guys just got that doesn't have any money. I talked to Ricardo Hunkos today and, you know, Ricardo's obviously he's gutted for it because, you know, they they do the program. He's paid to run the program. But Victor's got to bring the crash damage. That's the way the road to Indy program works. You win the scholarship, which is great. You get to run with the team, but that scholarship, what it doesn't entail is the crash damage. You have to be able to fund your travel. You have to be able to bring the crash damage if you wreck the car at all. Um, and Victor just doesn't have that money in, in, in his pocket. Doesn't have it. His bank doesn't have the backers to make that happen. So the interest interesting at Toronto, you know, it's, it's up to if Victor's going to race the car. Like Victor's going to race the car. He ends up wrecking, uh, in the, in, in one of the races, the first race. And it's an expensive crash. Uh, I'll tell you, Ricardo Junco steps up and fix the car. He pays for the damage to fix the car. Now, granted, you know, r- Victor's got a bill with Hunko's racing, but at this point, you know, Ricardo stepping up and making it happen. He, you know, he pays for the car and I talked earlier to to Ricardo and I got the confirmation that indeed coming into the season, it was essentially a handshake deal with Jeff green. That he said, Hey, you know what? We're going to do this deal. You know what? Victor's going to run this deal. I'll take care of his crash damage. Well, what do you do? You know, uh, still our condolences, our, our, our hearts are, our, our, Prayers and and heartfelt condolences to the the Green family after Jeff passed away in that wreck up at the Canadian Tire Motorsports Park, and for Victor Franzoni, he lost a friend, but he also lost the benefactor. He lost, you know, it's nothing compared to the family losing a father and a and a husband. Uh, but that was what Victor had as his backup was Jeff Green's belief in his ability. Uh, Ricardo even told me that they that Jeff was working on trying to find some sponsors, like really, really hard working trying to find some sponsors for Victor to go to IndyCar in 2019. So everything just kind of turns around for this young kid out of Brazil who's got tons of talent, lots of support. And even, as I said, even Ricardo Junco stepping up to pay for the crash damage to get that car back on the racetrack for Sunday. And it was Victor's decision to pull off track after a couple laps saying, I'm not in the right mindset. I, I can't wreck this car. And I think anybody will tell you, anybody in the paddock will tell you, if you go onto a, a track and all you're worried about is not wrecking the car, you, it's probably not a great place for you to be because that's because number one, you may make a mistake. You're not driving at the limit where you need to drive, where you're in control. You're in your head. So Victor pulls off on his own. It wasn't, it had nothing to do with the team whatsoever. He made the decision to pull off the racetrack and kind of take a, you know, kind of reset. They're here this weekend. Uh, and I know, you know, he's going to try to get out there and again, hopefully not having any kind of issues again. Uh, it's just a really tough place for Victor Franzoni to be in. You look at the three drivers, and uh, the four drivers in the top four Pato, Colton, Santiago, and Victor. They're in just th- four totally different storylines. Patricio Award battling it out. He has some backing, and he's doing the best he can. He's got IndyCar team owners' heads turning. Colton, of course, second generation driver. There's sponsorship there. He's got George Steinbrenner, the fourth behind him, who wants to take him to IndyCar. That program's all put together. Santi Ruti has got some sponsorship, but not much. He's got a team owner in Brian Ballardi, who totally believes in him. A lot of people think this kid deserves a shot at IndyCar. Probably did a couple of years ago. He almost won the championship two years ago when it went to Ed Jones. That's been talked about ad nauseum. The fact that he had the championship in his hand as they ran with a couple laps left to go at Laguna Seca. If not for Felix Sorales pulling back and letting Ed Jones go through, Santi wins the championship. He could be in Jones' spot. Santi comes back the next year, having run with Schmidt-Peterson Motorsports, moves to Bellardi Auto Racing, brings his team owner, Tim Neff, in. Takes him half a year to, blend, to to gel. He goes on a streak at the end of the year. Second again, comes up just short behind Kyle Kaiser. Third year for Santiago Urrutia. Again, a different storyline than Pato and Colton. This kid's putting everything he's got in there. He's an emotional kid out of, uh, out of Uruguay. So much talent. I think he needs, I think he needs somebody, a manager with him that I think could get him dialed in. Because he's he's raw and his emotions go up and down, much to his detriment. But again, a different storyline. Then you got Victor Franzoni, no money, no backing. This kid works at the go kart tracks as a as a a mechanic to make money. Family doesn't have the cash back in Brazil. He is running on on a you know on a dream and a prayer right now. Winning the scholarship had some backing from a great man, Jeff Green. That goes away uh, with Jeff's unfortunate passing, and he's in a, a place where. I think Victor should probably start looking at sports cars unless somebody steps up to take care of them because the kid's an absolute talent. Just four crazy storylines, and that's the and that's the thing about the road to the Indy. The, the dreams of all these drivers, it's just it's hard because you know they have the ability to do it. They have the the passion to do it. All four of those guys have the passion to, to make it happen. All four of them would be tremendous additions to the IndyCar grid, but will there be a spot? Will anybody step up? Will there be backing? can they find the sponsors? Because that's part of the program, right? That's part of it. If you can't find the sponsors, if you can't find the backing, then you're missing that component of being a complete race car driver. Because even when you get that full-time job for Penske or Ganassi or or Schmidt Peterson or whichever full-time job you get, you still have to bring the business side. You still have to be able to work the sponsors and enjoy them and that side of the business. So, again, storylines are different in the Indy Lights program, but the championship's still up for grabs. My thought is is if Santia Rutia can grab a hold of what he did last year, if he can go on a run, win both races here this weekend, and then go to Gateway with that momentum coming off the victory in Toronto as well, I think this thing's still wide open. I think there's three drivers that could have a chance to win this championship when we get back to Portland International Raceway on Labor Day weekend. So there you go, 32, we're going to be 33, 33 and a half minutes, much shorter than the rambling that I did in Toronto. I hope you enjoyed uh, this quick kind of preview for this weekend of the mid Ohio sports car course. Again, follow all the action on road to other ways, as you know, to, to do it as well. Uh, you can download the road to app. That's another way of following it on your mobile device. Follow everything I do as well. The road to Indy insider. Again, my name Rob Howden. You can get me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, follow it all, and make sure that you subscribe on iTunes. Folks, this is going to be a fantastic weekend. I'm going to have Steve Wittick, I think he was supposed to help me in Toronto, but he wasn't able to get internet access. Steve Wittick's going to be on uh, with me for the breakdown. We'll likely do that on Monday or Tuesday next week when we have a look back at whatever happened this weekend at Mid-Ohio. I hope you enjoy yourself. If you're coming out to the racetrack, you know how great it is. Mid- Mid-Ohio is one of those tracks. Walk around, enjoy it. There's just so many great places to watch races. Cooper Tire Stage is going to have Q&As. We've got the autograph sessions on the weekend as well. Hope you enjoy it, folks. It's going to be a great weekend. Again, we're back. The Breakdown next weekend. Steve Winnick and I here on the Road to Indie Insider Podcast. My name's Rob Howden. Bye for now.